Welcome, this is the Change Creator Podcast. Hey, what's up and welcome back to the Change Creator Podcast show. Hope everybody is doing amazing. Um, so this episode, we're going to be talking to somebody who was a former Wall Street trader and financial analyst, and his name is Mark Agnew. He has now founded uh, eyeglasses.com, and that is an antidote to optical stores and insurance companies that are known to overcharge customers for eyeglasses, prescriptions, and sunglasses, and things like that. Um, he was really unhappy just with the state of the industry. And so he actually wrote a book called Eyeglasses Buying Guide. And that was published in 2019. And it covers basically 20 years of all his insights and tips for consumers to navigate eye care products. Now, what's interesting is he launched this new line called P.I. Wear. And for each pair of those glasses that are sold... Um, they're offering eye surgery for somebody in rural India that actually cures blindness caused by cataracts. Um, so he has a really interesting story and he's got a lot of experience in this space and he's challenging that one-for-one -one model with a new creative approach by offering this uh, surgery instead. And this has been helping a lot of people uh, with that problem. So pretty amazing stuff. Um, and we're gonna learn more about that and how it works. If you didn't catch the last episode, we spoke with uh, Tom Colzer. He's the founder of AWeber, and we talk about email marketing, and, and he has over 20 years of insights, so it's a great conversation that we have about email marketing. So if you wanna step up the, the engagement and the growth of your email, um, there's a lot of good little tips in there. So if you wanna swing back and check out that discussion with Tom Colzer. Make sure you stop by changecreator.com. We've been putting out a ton of new content that you guys can check out um, that will be super valuable. And um, you can get on the wait list for the Captivate Method. There's tons of uh, opportunity in that program for people that are looking to take a social impact business and create a digital system that helps them become profitable, okay? Um, Guys, we're on Facebook a lot, so if you're not following on Facebook, you're gonna be missing out on stuff. So make sure that you catch us on Facebook, and we also have the group, uh, The Profitable Digital Impact Entrepreneur. So if you wanna get a little bit deeper and more intimate with learning and a network of uh, like-minded people, you wanna get into the group. So just uh, fill out a couple questions over there, and we'll get you in. We are selective about who comes in, so uh, we appreciate you taking the time to check that out and answer those questions. And last but not least, please stop by, leave us a review in the iTunes store. Those are very, very helpful, and we always love hearing from you guys. Uh, appreciate all the good feedback and the emails we get from everybody. Uh, it's always um, great to see. All right, guys, let's jump into this conversation with Okay, Mark. show me the heat. I know you're going to dig this. Hey, Mark, welcome to the Change Creator Podcast show. How you doing today, man? Doing great, Adam. Thanks for having me on today. You got it. I appreciate you being here. Um, I love talking about social impact business models, and it looks like you're doing some cool stuff. So before we get into all the dirty details, um, could you just tell us a little bit about what you got going on today? What's going on in your world? Well, the world of eyeglasses is, um, I, I wouldn't say the most exciting world out there. It's uh, it's an item that uh, we have in our daily lives, uh, and uh, it's been around a couple hundred years. Um, but uh, what we 
try to do here is to continually evolve our service product that we offer to people um, and give them more than they, they thought they were going to get when they come to our website. Awesome. And, and tell us a little bit about yourself. Like what's going on for you? How are you feeling about things? What's your goals these days? Any big wins for you? <laughs> um, you know, what, what I constantly try to do with this company, I've been at it 20 years and it's, uh, there is no like single mission. It's, it's an evolution. Um, cool. and so we started at one place and, um, have been working at it and recently have started a new project, which I'm very, very excited about. We'll talk about later the, the pieware. Um, and for us, it's about how to, how to give back more, um, while, while doing it, you know, efficiently and profitably and so that we can stay in business and also be an example to others. Awesome. I love it. Yeah, it is. There is a this constant evolution of things, and you know, um, you know, I guess fresh ideas come from previous ideas, and we just keep iterating, right? Just kind of like that lean process almost. Um, do you see a difference in the marketplace of how, like, just the, what people are looking for from businesses today? Yeah, the people expect more uh, from the internet than than they did. They're much they're much smarter and savvier and more educated than they than they've ever been. Yeah, um, and and this is uh, something we've seen uh, year after year. It grows and it's it's very much in our favor. So it, you, uh, typically, what you see in in the, in the lifestyle of of things is that. Uh, is that a, a new a new shiny object will come up and everyone will get excited about it and it'll blast on social media um, and then it'll kind of wear off um, because they realize that that shiny new thing doesn't have a lot of substance but behind it or beneath it yeah um, and so that's been very much um, a challenge that that we've had uh, we are one of the first places that uh, opened up online um, back in 2000 and about six years ago, seven years ago, we saw a ton of companies coming out with a very inexpensive eyeglasses on the internet. Um, and the, 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 uh, the amount of customers for those places exploded. Um, but those customers are now starting to look for a better quality product. They know how to do it uh, online. Um, and, um, and that's, uh, helping us quite a bit. Yeah. 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 So I, I, I guess, you know, before we get into what you have going on and I, let me know if I, I think you said pieware, right? That's how you do pronounce that. Yeah. Okay. Um, before we get into those details and how we're kind of shifting that one for one model, um, with what you're doing, um, what got you into eyeglasses? Can you tell us that story? Sure. So, um, and, and you mentioned at the beginning, that companies do do things um, that are based on their interests or their something that's really affected them in a forceful way, and that's exactly how eyeglasses.com started. Although I didn't know it um, back in 1987, when I was 26 years old, I was mugged and hit in the eye with a stick, and permanently blinded in one eye. Wow. And at that time, it, it shocked me into changing my life, but I was still a long way away from starting an eyeglasses company. Mm. Um, so I, I changed my job. I moved to another city. A couple years later, uh, um, 
I, I got a business degree, came back, uh, I went back to working on Wall Street in a research capacity this time. I moved from sales to research. I learned um, over 10 years at uh, Bear Stearns, Lehman Brothers, how, how to uh, analyze companies and businesses. Um, and then after about 10 years of that, I realized that it just it wasn't that interesting because I wasn't I wasn't doing anything for people. So I really wanted to have more of an impact. So I started looking around at, at businesses to uh, to research and um, I looked at a lot of different things, but I kept coming back to the vision industry because being blind in one eye, there there are certain certain experiences you have seeing the doctor and, and eye operations and going and getting eyeglasses. So I started looking at it and I realized that there was a, a tremendous inefficiencies uh, in the eyewear business, which was causing people to pay way too much for eyeglasses um, and being forced to buy uh, from a very small choice in most stores. And the internet was a perfect way to fix some of those problems and that's how it all got started. Wow, that's pretty cool. I mean, your story ties right in. I think it's it's actually good that you kind of stuck with the eyeglass space because it makes it it just kind of aligns to your history, and there's a good reason for you doing what you're doing now. Yeah, and it's um, it's funny how a, a person's personal passion or personal experience translates into a passion to. Um, to help others. Yeah, I love it. And we always say that, you know, it's not just the product that brings the value. It's it's the intention that it was created with. It's the meaning, the story that's behind it that really can give it value for people. Um, and I, I love your, your quick story that you gave us behind <laughs> this. <laughs> um, and it sounds like it's gone down a really interesting path because, you know, you talk about, let, let's actually tee up uh, Pyware and what you're doing because we talk about kind of challenging the existing one-to-one model. Now, we, we've interviewed Blake Markowski, the founder of Tom's, and we had that conversation. Mm-hmm. So people who listen to our show, um, I'd love to hear kind of like your take on the evolution of this business model and what you're trying to do with Pyware. So maybe a little background there would be good. Sure. The, the one-to-one model is, is definitely in, uh, very inspirational to me. Right. Um, and, you know, I, I've, I've listened to his story and obviously very familiar with Warby Parker and, and um um, you know, Pura Vida, uh, uh, and you know, there's a number of stories out there that the sock company, um, yeah. and it, and it's just, it's, it's really inspiring to, um, hear how, um, how those companies have, have taken the one for one model and inspired people to think differently about, uh, what, how they consume, when they consume and why they consume. So that was very inspirational to me. And, um, but I, I couldn't figure out a, a way to, uh, translate this into our business. So in, in the first, uh, say 12 years before Warby Parker came along, um, we would do things like, um, give free eyeglasses to local homeless shelters and get them eye exams. And, and when people had uh, real problems, we hook them up with doctors who would give them uh, free eye surgeries and, and things like that. Um, and, and that was great. Um, but it wasn't like it, it, it wasn't enough. Um, so it, then you've got these one for one models and, and that's great too. Um, but I think we're kind of getting beyond that model, call that the version one. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I'm kind of looking at uh, version two of, of the give back and putting all that together and, and trying to get people in, in really truly inspired to take another look um, at the give back um, uh, value proposition. I came up with a new eyewear line, which we call Piewear because they're, uh, they're circular glasses, okay. symbol pie. And when you buy a, a pair of these glasses, we donate a surgery so that blind people can see again, hmm. um, which is, is just so, so powerful to me because, you know, seeing again is, some, is a luxury I, I don't have from an operation, but many people do. Um, so, um, yeah, so that's, yeah. that's that evolved. I mean, it's interesting. And as I hear that, I'm thinking about your experience and, you know, you, the immediate thing is like, well, buy one, give one. I mean, great. So we can evolve that and it could be, yeah, you buy something from us and now we're donating this surgery to somebody. And it's not just about helping people who can't see well, uh, see better. It's about helping someone who can't see at all, see <laughs> um, very different dynamic. And it leads me to, I kind of want to ask about your experience personally, meaning when you lost you know, your vision in the one eye, what was the most difficult part about that for you? Oh, it was definitely the, the emotional part. The, the physical part wasn't that dramatic, but the, the emotions that you go through in losing vision um, uh, is, is really devastating. That first month or, or, or two months um, it was very, very difficult to yeah. function at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, because we are so um, uh, kind of trained to assume that our vision is is there um, and it will never go away. It's like the ability to lift a glass to your mouth and take a drink of water and the, and the ability to you know pick up a fork with some food. We take we take it for granted. Um, just uh, you know, looking out a window at the trees, it, it we we take that for granted, and so. When when that is kind of um, uh, uh, being taken away from you in the space yeah. of about two hours, um, it, uh, every fear in your life kind of comes home to roost and and uh, interrupts all your basic functions for yeah. a while. Yeah, I mean, I can close one eye and I feel like I'm I'm a blurry mess. <laughs> you know, it's like a whole other world. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, I can imagine the the emotional uh, stress and the difficulty of just adapting to that, and I guess just personally accepting it, right? So, so here you are. You know, you had this experience, and now I can see obviously why it kind of led you to help people cure blindness who could be cured, versus just giving people who can already see glasses, right? So, wh why did you decide that you were helping people in rural India? What's the reason for that location? Yeah, you know, the, the concept of charity um, is interesting because every one of us has a finite number of uh, amount of resources that we, we can give. So, yeah. you know, between the guys in the street that are that are asking for money and the emails that you get from your friends asking for money and the, the things you do uh, in companies that you might work for and the, and the things then the businesses that you might create to give back. Um, all of these things um, require resources from us, and we have a finite amount of resources. So we, we can't give to everything. 
you, the richest man in the world can't give to every everything. So there has to be um, each person has to create like a personal you know boundary around what they're going to do and why they're going to do it. Yeah. And so this is why I think you see so many people. Um, starting businesses around a personal passion, um, because that's the boundary they have erected uh, to to pursue. Um, it's something that comes from the from the heart, and that that truth is what fires up the business. A hundred percent. It makes it meaningful for them to wake up every day, and um, you know, it has a I guess a connection for them, and and that that is felt by the people who become their advocates, right? So, I mean, it's it's great when you hear someone's story about what they're doing and why, just like you've shared today, because when you see that, you can see they're genuine. You see where they're coming from. And we all know there's something in it for the business owner. Like, what's in it for you? Well, the story is a great representation of, you know, your intention. So to me, it's just, it's a good feeling and you know you're getting behind something that you can be proud of. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There has to be, um, I mean, we, we, we have to do certain things. Um, you know, we have to buy eyeglasses, we have to buy socks. Right. Um, and, and, and so the question is, um, where, where do we do that and what things in our life do we want to support? So if you're going to buy a pair of socks or a pair of eyeglasses, why not do it with a company that has the intention of, you know, putting a portion of their profits to, um, to help people who need help. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, it, it is. And that's the thing like I love. And this is what change creator is all about is really trying to flip the script on how we the intention we have behind business, because obviously there's been there's people who have bad and not bad intentions, but uh, intentions that don't serve the world. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. You know, that happens all the time. And so we're trying to like change the way we think about this approach to business and, you know, seeing people like yourself. You're right. We got to buy all this stuff every day. Let's let's get it from someone who has good intentions and they are considering you know the bigger picture of the people the planet and not just their the bottom line as they classically say right yeah i think it's fascinating that uh big business is is now chained is now moving away from the milton friedman model of uh, of profit um as the you know the great denominator um and are starting to look at um at, at soft benefits um, such as, you know, employee happiness and, you know, betterment of the world and, uh, you know, improving things in the community. Uh, it's, it's happening not only at the uh, small company level like, like ours, but also in big business. And, in, and what makes you say it's happening in big, big business? Well, the, um, the, uh, the Council of CEOs um, recently uh, you know, changed their their um, kind of their edict or their mantra away from the Milton Friedman model um, to one that's uh, I believe it's there, there's uh, five different um, you know qualities of what a company should be doing and and profit is not among them. That's interesting. Um, where where does someone find that kind of information? 
Is that? Yeah, I can show you the link after the podcast. Yeah, uh, that would be cool. I'd like to 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 share that and see it. Um, you know, I'm always looking for big business and seeing like is the demand of people and what the 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 attitudes of people have about this stuff. Is it changing the behaviors of big business? And you know, I, I love hearing what you're saying, and I love even more to see what what you're talking about, but then actually see it in action, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, they know that it's good business to talk about it, just like you have the, the cow on a, a milk carton in a grassy field. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. behind the scenes, it's a very different world sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and maximizing profit is so deeply ingrained in our legal system yep. um, and in our stock market that um, it's it's an evolutionary process not a revolutionary one but it's it has to start somewhere exactly and um and and hopefully what you're doing what i'm doing what other companies are doing smaller companies um will facilitate that that change also um if you look at what our kids are learning in schools um i have three kids or two kids in college one out of college and they've been learning for 20 years to do community service to protect the environment and that that whole, uh, uh, you know, all those kids in their teens and 20s in 10 or 20 years are going to be, you know, largely running this country. So I love to see the progress of that uh, moving into industry. Me too. Um, I love that. It, and, you know, it starts in those early years. So it, <clears throat> if, if good schools are picking up those types of, um, you know, educational uh, behaviors and stuff like that, that is a beautiful thing. And, and you do see it, right? I mean, and I don't know how much I trust this data anymore, whether it's Nielsen and Pew and all these guys Gallup, but, you know, you see these trends where you go from uh, the boomers to Gen X to millennials. And then as you get down to uh, Gen Z, they the, the younger you get, the more their value, their attitudes and behaviors shift towards exactly what you're saying, you know, protect the environment, put values into business, you know, buy things that are ethical and sustainable. It gets stronger and stronger with the younger generations. Yes. Yes. It's great to see that. Mm hmm. And you're right. It's like an evolution. I mean, um, you know, your business and all these other people who are out there with this intention behind the business and they're thinking big picture. This is the transition. Like we always talk about how there's a major transition happening. It's like old school of thought fighting with this new school of thought. And, um, you know, it's going to take a, it's going to take a while because it's like, like you said, so many years of profit first mentality. Uh, it's it's going to take time for that to, to dissipate. Yeah, it's going to take time and there's going to be, um, you know, different um, versions of things happening. That's that's why I refer to the buy one, give one as version one. Right. And um, what I'm trying to do with uh, with Pyware is kind of version two, um, where people are connected to really a, a massive change of, of another human being. Yeah. And, it, you know, a, um, a question that that should be addressed if, if I was going to start asking the questions here go for it <laughs> go for it. <laughs> flip it around is because I've heard this question from people and it, at first it kind of stunned me but I, I think it's I think it's important to ask people are asking me you know that's great that you're helping people in India but why don't you help people in the United States yeah um, so I, I think that's kind of a key question and um, the the way I I solve for that is in a couple in a couple ways. First of all, I think uh, I see the world as uh, a place in which everyone is linked together. Yep. 
Um, so uh, even though we're helping people in India, the 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 gift uh, that we are that I am giving to them, that our customers are giving to them, is helping us. Um, even if nobody knows about it, even if you come and buy a pair of pieware and don't tell anybody about it, that gift that's going to an anonymous person in India is providing psychic benefit uh, to you or karmic benefit, if you like, to you. Um, and it's something that everyone should focus on doing more because when we help others, that immediately comes back to us in some form. I so th yeah. that's, that's one answer. The other is that um, it, um, it kind of uh, is, is a backhanded way of, of me pointing out that a cataract surgery in India costs $30. In the United States, it costs $3,000. <laughs> so it, it really makes no sense for me to, uh, you know, to wait until I've sold 100 pairs of glasses in order to provide an eye surgery here. Um, it, it, there just isn't enough uh, leverage in that, and and um, it kind of wakes people up to the the concept of how crazy um, our medical system is, has become. Because the surgeries going on in India are exactly the same process; it takes yeah. fifteen minutes. It it's the same amount of expertise. They're probably better at it than we are. Um, so that's going on, um, and. Um, Makes sense. You know, th those are really the, the two the two main ways that I would answer that question. I, I do want to help people in the U.S., but at the moment, in the context of the, of my mission, it makes a, m a lot more sense to uh, to do it this way. Yeah, I mean, I and that I, I you know being close to the industry, I kind of take that for granted. And you know, I was asking you like why India and stuff like that, and I I, I think that your answers are perfect because yeah, we have a for-profit healthcare system in the U.S. and it's like <laughs> seven times more expensive than anywhere else in the world, if not more, yeah. right? Um, yeah. So it's very difficult to contribute in these ways um, in the U.S. So you know, but I also look at around the world where people have more. You know, there's people with a lot of need. And I agree with you. It's like, you know, we are all, um, it's like a wave who's part of an ocean, right? Like it's all connected yeah. in that way. And so you're helping a human being period. And people are so wrapped up in this idea of thinking with borders and being patriotic that they think it's better to help one person who lives closer to them versus another person who doesn't, which is kind of yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, yeah. And that's, a, that's another thing too. It's just long term. Um, I guess, you know, just the way we were taught and what we were taught to believe. I, I always found borders and things like that a little bit crazy. And I, I don't want to get too off topic, but, you know, when you mentioned that, it kind of rung a, a bell for me as well. And I, I think the same way as you. It's funny. I think people in the social impact space, many of them think this way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and also the other thing that I'm, I'm conscious of is is not just the person that that receives uh, the gift, but that that person and that and this goes for, you know, the U.S. or anywhere else. Every every person that is um, that is struggling in that way, um, when when they're helped or they're being supported by a community. So the, the community feels the um you know the impact of someone who's not able to take care of themselves and if you're able to take someone from a position of you know really not being able to function at all for themselves in a productive way yeah and bringing them back into society the the whole community 
feels the benefit of that and feels the inspiration of yeah. that, that, that a total stranger would make that gift. Yes. Yes. Yeah, no, it's a beautiful thing. I love that. I do love that. So what is the, I guess, next 12 months for, for Pyware? Is that, is that relatively a new um, um, project for you? Or has that been, I see you have like a nice part of the eyeglasses.com website for Pyware. Uh, how long have you been active with this? Uh, we launched it this uh, early this summer in July. Mm -hmm. uh, and no, it, it's an evolving uh, vision. We started with uh, really just one model of round uh, uh, metal eyeglasses. And then I'm continually uh, adding to it with different designs, different shapes, colors, etc. cetera. Okay. Um, to, to broaden that and make it uh, appealing to the largest possible audience. Interesting. Okay. I'm curious what, um, and I, I know you probably have teams for this, but you know, as you started originally eyeglasses.com and things like that, how did you start getting things off the ground, getting out there? I mean, this eyeglasses, I mean, I would consider it a saturated market, right? So what do you think contributed to you getting traction in that? In, in eyeglasses.com? Yeah. Yeah. Let's start there. Well, back in 2000, there was, there was nothing. There was no, <laughs> there wasn't anybody else doing it. Um, maybe a couple of companies, but, um, uh, that, that wasn't the problem. The problem was that nobody considered, uh, buying eyeglasses on the internet. It was hard enough to sell oh, books okay. on the internet back then, but yeah. eyeglasses was, was so far afield that our biggest problem was just to educate people that, that they could and should buy eyeglasses online. Um, as time went by, uh, things got better and, then uh, with Warby spending uh, $300 million in advertising and marketing and, and all the other companies uh, selling super cheap, uh, low quality eyeglasses, um, you know, you've now got millions of people that are aware of the benefits of buying eyeglasses online. Um, and so we've actually hugely benefited um, from all those activities that our competitors have been doing. Uh, that's interesting. So <laughs> yeah. they helped educate the market for you. Exactly. And, and the, the eyewear industry still only has about 3% of the, um, <coughs> excuse me, only 3% of the eyewear industry is online now compared to, what, about 15% for most right. um, apparel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, categories. Got it. <clears throat> so we have a long way to go just to get, um, you know, get to parity that way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a pretty big marketplace, right? So I think there, it sounds like there's room for all, all, all players here. Absolutely. Yeah, we all do something a little bit different. Um, and, uh, you know, if you take any of the, the, the top 10 players, everyone's has their own little niche they're going after. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's plenty of business to go around. Awesome. How important has your, your story and your, um, you know, the story, including your background, like your, your intention, the surgeries that you're offering, like how does that play with your, your audience as they learn about you? It's, it's kind of a new thing because, uh, up until this year, um, we really didn't do much with that story. I mean, it's, um, you know, the, the whole concept of storytelling is, uh, although it's, it's well known in social circles, is not something we've really paid much attention to. Mm, interesting. Um, yeah. But I, I kept getting people kept uh, saying, you know, you, you should talk about this. This is really interesting. So 
um, that's that's what we're trying to do now. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, you donate to, uh, how do you pronounce this, Sankara Eye Foundation as well? Uh, yeah, well, that's how we, that's how we uh, do the gift. That's how you do that. Oh, and they do the, I got it. I see. Okay. I got you. I got you. They organize it. They've, um, they built an incredible system, um, of, uh, 10 hospitals, um, two under construction. So they're going up to 12. Um, and they do, uh, just in, uh, I don't know how many surgeries they've done, but, uh, you know, a couple million surgeries so far and they're growing every year. Um, the model is is so interesting that they're looking at expanding it to other countries. Very cool. Very cool. I love that. Amazing. Well, listen, we're going to wrap it up here in a minute, and I'm going to ask my final question. Um, so, you know, we talked about a lot of interesting things here regarding the business, but also just like how the business models are evolving and how people feel about these things. And just, you know, I love the conversation about how we're all in this together kind of thing, right? Um and what I like to understand, you know, if you could just speak from your heart and what you would want to share with the world. So if you had one, if you had the ear of the world right now and everybody could hear you, what is the one most important message that you would take your chance to share right now? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. And it's, it's really what I said earlier that, that I truly believe that every person in the, in the world is linked into one ecosystem. So when you help another person, whether they're next to you or they're across the world, it's it helps you, it helps them, and in the business context, it helps your company. Um, every successful company I can think of functions on that model, and the companies that fail, they fail when they lose sight of that prime directive, which is help others and never give up. Perfect. I love it. Awesome. We're going to close on that beautiful message to the world. And uh, Mark, thank you for your time and sharing your story. And thanks for doing what you're doing. Absolutely. Um, one, one last thing, actually, let's not forget to give people, sure. give you a shout out to your website. So listen, lots of people need glasses and uh, guys, <laughs> what a great place to get it done. So Mark, where do they find you? eyeglasses.com it doesn't get any easier than that eyeglasses.com you guys could check them out they have a beautiful website and um, yeah if you're going to get glasses you might as well uh, do it with some good intention All right, Mark thank you so much appreciate your time alright thanks Adam have a great day that's all for this episode your next step is to join the change creator revolution by downloading our interactive digital magazine app for premium content exclusive interviews and more ways to stay on top of your game available now on iTunes and Google Play or visit changecreatormag.com. We'll see you next time where money and meaning intersect right here at the Change Creator Podcast.